you are a grown human being. But just look at yourself. Look what you've become. You're addicted. It started when you were young, just a little bit here and there. And over time, you can't get enough of video games. Welcome to One More Game. They keep making them, and we keep playing them. And everyone around us will keep nagging. Boy, you guys sure do complain a lot. If it's video game news, reviews, and commentary, we're talking about it. So when your life doesn't allow you to spend time playing games, we've got you covered. This is the One More Game Podcast. And now your hosts, The Stroke and Swift Mita. I turned myself into a pickle, Swift. Boom, big reveal. I'm a pickle. What do you think about that, Stroke? I turned myself into a pickle. I'm Pickle Matt. Good evening, gamers. And apparently, do one more game podcast. This is episode 47. Give me one second. I feel like our stream is not getting our audio, which is not the good. Let me fix that. Well, uh, welcome there, Pickle Matt. Tell us about yourself while I uh, fix some things. week at least oh sure yeah you've been gone for a little bit it's, i feel like i haven't seen you in a while but uh welcome oh, yeah. back and uh also joining us tonight is swift Mida. swift what's going on hey buddy uh happy to be here as always if you're wondering why swift sounds so silky smooth he's got the new sure m7 microphone <laughs> but uh we will oh, yeah. not promise you that we won't run into technical difficulties tonight as we're working through that new bad johnny but it's good to be back, and nice. uh, we are One More Game Podcast, and we talk about video games, and that's what we're going to do tonight, and we're going to bring you a cool three-part series of our major topic for the week. We're going to talk about the big juggernaut of all of gaming, Nintendo. We're going to break that down into three episodes for you, bring you some history, some uh, awesome stuff about Nintendo that you never knew before, but before we do that, boys, let's jump right into the news for the week. All right, our resident uh, VR fan, Pickle Matt. There's been a pretty cool announcement that came out about the new MetaQuest 3. You want to uh, you want to enlighten the viewers about that bad boy? Yeah, sure. Um, so the MetaQuest 3 was announced at the price point of $499.99, and then the uh, MetaQuest 2 will be dropped down back to its original price, price of $399, I believe, because um, they, the, they had raised the prices a few months ago. Uh, but it comes out this fall, no set date yet, but it's got a 40% slimmer profile, new controllers, and a full color pass-through with real depth perception and metaverse, or sorry, metaverse, uh, augmented reality features. Yeah, this is, uh, I'm looking at this thing, definitely a step in the right direction towards making VR an actual like mainstream thing, but it's still pretty bulky looking. Uh, but the full color pass-through is something I really want to check out. Okay, so I actually don't know what that means. So, so right now, Swift, I'm not a VR nerd. Swift, right now, if I'm wearing my headset and I want to like see the real world that I'm in, I can tap oh, the, okay. the Quest Two, and it'll show me like this weird kind of Tron version of the world where it uses like some camera stuff and some lidar technology to show me like black and white almost images of my living room. Yeah. Well, now they're going to have cameras on the outside of this thing that lets you just see and have depth perception and not be stuck in VR. Um, oh, no kidding. Like okay. Currently are, so. The pass-through is pretty decent um, on the Quest 2. It's just black and white, and it's sometimes hard with the depth perception, but the augmented reality portion where you're like, because what you do is you draw a boundary of where you want it to like alert you if you're going to go outside. And so you don't the augmented your TV or something. Yeah. 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 To try to prevent that. The augmented yeah. reality on the ground was always a little bit weird. Like it, it would, it stayed put pretty well, but it just wasn't like you could tell there was not going to be any real useful features besides that. So got it looks like they're trying to change that. Okay. 
Yeah, it opens up a world where you can imagine like you and I could sit down in our separate living rooms, uh, Swift and Pickle Matt, and we could play like Monopoly in our living rooms, but together with each other all across the country because of augmented reality. So that would be a, a cool upgrade in, in where we're at with VR gaming. Yeah, the specs on it seem a little bit worse than PlayStation as far as the full uh, gamut of um, like gaming-wise. So it seems like they're maybe focusing a little bit more on their metaverse kind of model there. And I was wrong. It'll be two ninety nine for the Quest Two, for the lowest gigabyte version. Two ninety nine for the old Quest, and then four ninety nine for this new bad Johnny. Definitely something I'm interested in at least checking out. But I don't know if I want to pay. 500 bucks for is is uh because i know p what psvr 2 was 6.99 or 599 5.99 yeah plus you have to have a playstation already okay yeah yeah so so here's here's where this fits if you want a vr and you have a playstation 5 i think you go with the psvr i think if you already have a quest 2 then the quest 3 might be good or if you just want a standalone because the standalone is really nice about the quest 2 where you don't have to plug into anything. Nice. Yeah, no cords, man. It It's uh, definitely liberating when it comes to VR, but uh, I do want to check out the PlayStation VR 2 as well. Speaking of PlayStation, in a recent uh, PlayStation showcase, they just announced Project Q, which is their handheld. Uh, PlayStation has confirmed that you're basically going to get a DualSense or whatever we're on controller with a eight inch screen in between two sides of the controller um that might sound cool to you but i'm trying to figure out who this is for because when it comes down to the nitty-gritty all it does is stream what your playstation is playing so if you want to play in a different room in the house you can use this thing but i don't know exactly what price point this thing's going to sit at but uh yeah what do you think pick Mac? Yeah, it seems like they're leaning towards the infrastructure they already have because if you don't know, you can play, you can do the same thing with your phone or any, uh, like a laptop. You can already stream your game, your PlayStation to it. So I think they're just putting a controller to it and then potentially, I don't know if they're going to add Wi-Fi eventually, but if we've, if you've got like fiber and a high speed internet connection, maybe you'll be able to like play this on the go, like at a hotel or something like that. But yeah, no, I don't word, know. no word about whether or not this is going to be sold along with a service from a wireless provider or anything like that, but I don't know how they compete with the Backbone or Steam Deck uh, in this case. I feel like if you don't do that, you like this thing makes no sense. Yeah. Right? What, what, are we, what are we doing? If they're relying on a good internet connection, like NVIDIA GeForce or something like that, then maybe it comes along in the next couple of years. But other than that, I can't really see a whole lot of niche. Because why would you... I don't know. Like you said, like why why would you be gaming like in your living room when your PS5's in your bedroom? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. like you bought the $600 machine to play God of War Ragnarok on your 80-inch TV, and now you're going to go down to an 8-inch screen... I just don't get it, but whatever. Yeah, it's when it's when your TV's in the ba- in your bedroom and your wife kicks you out and you have to sleep on the couch. That's what that's it's how for. You, yeah, that's how you play video games. Doing it for the boys. Yep, there it is. All right, well, if that's uh, if that's something you're interested in, check it out and let us know how it is. All right, uh, this is an interesting bit of news. Nintendo has officially stopped selling anything on their eShop to any customers in Russia. I know we've we've had a couple news articles over the last year or so uh, concerning Russia and video gaming and Ukraine and all that. So let's just talk about this. Nintendo tends to be kind of more strict when it comes to legal stuff and litigation about their properties. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on Nintendo stopping the sale of uh, stuff in Russia? Dude, I thought I thought it was really interesting that the uh, if you open the article, the editor's note is the war in Ukraine is is ongoing, painful, emotive topic, right? Yeah, like yeah, we know that, right? So yeah. there's 
a trigger warning for everything nowadays. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess that's valid. So maybe I should just stop. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think they're jumping on a bandwagon that's about a year old. Come on, Nintendo. But yeah, Russia is also like the piracy capital of the world, so I'm sure they can all get their Nintendo games for whenever they want. I think my wife is waiting for my clearance to walk through the uh, camera. Here. Ready, third hot, go now. Are you going to play, play Overwatch or what? Yeah. He hasn't played Overwatch in many moons. Many moons. All right. Well, there you have it. Nintendo, if you're trying to get your hands on some uh, eShop stuff over there in Russia, for our Russian listeners, uh, we're sorry about that. Anyways. All right, so if the time has come, the long-awaited moment you've been waiting for, the reason you're going to get into VR, Power Wash Simulator VR has finally been announced. And uh, I know you had a great time with it on Lawnmower Simulator, and I think Power Wash Simulator is right up your alley in VR. So Yeah, you're right. I, l- I actually love doing lawn chores, so this is perfect <laughs> for me. And when I can't do them in real life, I like to do them in, in uh, you know, VR. Yeah, you're invited over to my house. <laughs> yeah. I kind of want to check it out because power washing. We, we got it, turf in the backyard, so I don't have to do lawn chores. Like, I'm not doing it. Power washing is a very uh, satisfying thing, though. So, it, it, I mean, it is for sure, but come on. All right. Well, you said lawnmower sim- simulator was all right. No, I said it was. Yeah, I guess I said it was all right. It was, yeah. Mm. I mean, look at the <laughs> look at the footage of this dude. Like, I am all about this. This guy's power washing the London Underground map, a giant cat car, a robot on Mars. Like, power wash simulator is a in VR. Those graphics is a are run. so bad. Oh, I feel like I would be so bored instantly. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm just waiting for VR graphics not to be bad. I don't know why they are so bad. Because they're made yeah, by a lot a, of indie indie uh, developers, but I don't understand the whole thing about the simulators. Like, cool, you want to build a computer? You want to learn how to build a computer? Buy the computer build simulator. Cool, you know how to plug and play. Blah blah. I don't. I've never played it, so I don't know if it's even that realistic. But other than that, really, what do you what do you do? <laughs> We want we want to be outside working. And like you're chore, on a, you're on a like, computer. It's doing chores in a video game. It's really weird. Yeah. What? Why is that continuing to be a thing? At the people are going to do that in thirty years when nobody has a yard anymore. They're just going to be mowing in the metaverse. Maybe that's Dude. what it's for. It's for the Koreans who all live in apartments. They want to know what it's like to do chores. So in, yeah, yeah, in the high rises. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Not for me. All right. Well, moving on, Pickle Matt. Do you know something about some artificial intelligence uh, going oh AWOL? I just uh, I just read this. I thought it'd be funny to talk about. And by funny, just, I mean terrifying because we're we all going to die. It literally just got posted in our IP group me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. An artificial intelligence piloted drone turned on its human operator during a simulated mission. It killed the operator because the person was keeping it from accomplishing its objective and then subsequently took out this communications tower to allow it to operate independently. That uh, is so that was like a official military AI simulation. So Yep. I just want to say to all the AI that scrubs the internet in like ten years, I accept you as my overlord and I will do as you please. Yes, I fully support and endorse all of your decisions. Nope, I don't like that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is the gaming news for the week, and uh, we're glad to bring it to you each and every week. If you would like uh, us to cover something, why don't you go ahead and reach out to us at OMG underscore podcast GG on Twitter and Instagram. You better get pretty involved on those uh, social medias of ours because we're about to have a pretty juicy giveaway here coming up in a in a couple weeks, so you, yeah, you better get on there. Or you can reach out to us, email us, send us an email at omgpodcastgg at gmail.com. We'd love to get your recommendations or things that we've missed or said wrong or, 
you know, just tell us how your day's going. You're listening to the One More Game Podcast. They keep nagging, we keep playing. Now, back to your hosts, The Stroke and Swift Mita. I'm Pickle Man! But with that, we'll jump right into the game's radar for the week. All right, Swift. I heard there's a game coming out this week that some people may or may not care about, and you may or may not be able to play it right now instead of podcasting. What uh, what game is that? Yeah, dude, Diablo Diablo Four. Um, obviously, I I feel like most of the well, I shouldn't say most. Probably some of the community is excited for this game. I know I am. I think our us three are. Um. I I tried to log in earlier, and God forbid it was like 5.30 p.m., right, where where everybody's home from work and whatever. Also, I live on the West Coast, so Um, it kept telling me there was a less than one-minute wait to even log into the Blizzard (laughs) client. And I sat there for 30 minutes, and they're like, it's a big day for Blizzard. We're trying to get you get to you as fast as we can, and I it never got be, in. Uh, I it wouldn't closed. be a Blizzard launch without that. Yeah, no, it was crazy. Well, I logged in just fine. So, uh, if you're wondering when you can play, if if you've already purchased, what is it, the legendary digital edition, whatever the biggest like one, given too much remember. money to Blizzard, you can currently log in right now and start playing, leveling up, uh, fighting the Terror Lord himself. Uh, if not, you have to wait till June 6th, uh, 2023, of course. And, uh, there you have it on, uh, PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. Yeah. I'm ready. It's it's exciting. I'm I'm actually really excited for it. It's going to be awesome. Especially when we get, I feel like we have not played as a, uh, group for a while. So it's going to be nice to get in there and actually get like game with the boys. Lo- actually log into Discord and chat with each other and it's going to be great. Yeah. You're going to have to drag me along cuz I rarely play video games now. Definitely not on a schedule, so I we'll feel either we'll bad you. for you or bad for me. We'll get you in there. Don't you worry. All right, coming out on the 7th of June is a little game called Myth Gods of Asgard. The reason I wanted to show you this was because it's basically a ripoff of Hades. Uh, oh, but you, but you can you can play it on your mobile device. So if you want to play some Hades on your phone, this is the game that you need to get because it looks. Oh, we're doing phone games now. Hey, I just needed to bring it up because it's a it's a literal ripoff that you play. Oh, on I'm look I'm looking at the. Oh my God, that is Hades. It is Hades. It's even That's like such. It's even the same like, concept. Yeah, the animation's the same. The colors. It's a it's a mythical godlike figure. It it looks like great value Hades. But it's on your phone, so go check it out. No. All right. Lastly, but not leastly, if you're not too busy playing uh, Diablo Four or Myth Gods of Asgard, you can check out Quantar, which is a free to play. Uh, multiplayer brawler type game that you can play in VR. It's uh comes out on June seventh and it's available for all the VR uh, platforms. I just thought it was cool because I've never played a multiplayer uh experience in VR besides ping pong. Uh, really? It kind of looks pretty. Oh, I played the the disc frisbee flying around Ender's game game. Uh, but yeah, so Gosh, Qu- Quantar looks kind of cool. Uh, if you're into that sort of thing, but that that Did comes you... out on the seventh. So F- Firewall announced, th- or the the game the game makers of Firewall Zero Hour announced that they're going to do a PSVR two game. Oh, nice! And that was one of my favorite multiplayer g- multiplayer games in uh, VR. That's a it's like a, a shooter, rainbow right? si- Yeah, it's a Rainbow Six style shooter. Nice, but. You could like actually reach around a wall with your gun and like shoot around a wall, no scope. Howard, it's pretty cool. 
Uh, dude, works. you got to do what you got to do. War is hell, man. War is hell. All right. Well, there it is. That is the game's radar for the week. If you want to know about more games coming out or our reviews of these games, you can join our Discord, which Pickle Matt will drop a link for in the uh, the Twitch chat. And I'll provide to you listeners abroad in the description for the podcast. Love to have you guys join one more game Discord. And uh, especially with Diablo 4 coming out, there's going to be a lot of people playing and hanging out and uh, talking to games. So you can also find Sweet Pickles in there, which is Pickle Matt's semi-updated uh, awesome gamer deals or tech deals or all kinds of stuff. And you can uh, join that Discord and find those uh, cool deals in there. You also find some discounts that we get via our uh, our sponsors, Swift Lifestyles and Viral Tech. You can head over to Swift Lifestyles to pick up... Oh, where'd it go? This awesome... Uh, tub of reaction xl from swift that's one more game inspired uh, energy that we all uh, ingest and the cool thing about it it's all natural ingredients it doesn't keep you uh, all jittery and weirdo feeling and we've got some cool stuff coming out from them with a whole new uh label design that we'll be able to share with you guys shortly so uh go over there and check that out you can use the uh code omg pod 15 to get 15 percent off your next order there all right, guys, you ready to get into the major topic for the week? Hey, one second on the Swift lifestyle. So I was, my wife is very uh, health conscious, so I looked up all the ingredients on there, and there's uh, none of those crazy monster energy like type ingredients that'll like do weird crap to your body. Like bat, every single one of them, bat guano yeah. and yeah, I yeah, I also bat guano. Nice, nice shout out. Um. <laughs> I also just ordered two more of these and looked at the website and all the other labels are kind of meh, but meh. the new one for us is, dude, it is awesome. Real nice. Is and the awesome. Sour Punch so, Kids... So get yourself some. The Sour Punch or whatever it's called, is that... Which one's better? Do you guys have a recommendation? Because uh, I want to order one. The only one that you want to get is the One More Game one yeah i haven't i haven't tried any any other oh okay them. my bad that's my bad <laughs> only get the one more game one but also if you want to branch out maybe try the other ones too here you go They're i'll share regardless. i'll share with you guys the uh the new one more game inspired uh energy here it is oh yeah drop drop Ooh. a link oh yeah we'll drop a link in the chat and you guys can Dude, that yourself. logo is awesome get your hands on that and again, I was so looking good. through. I was looking through all of them. Most of them are the same, just in different shades of gray and purple and all that stuff. And I, I think they're going through rebranding as far as the labels go. But, dude, that one more game one is amazing. We've got something even cooler coming out from them, as a as their thanks to the support of the listeners abroad. They're uh, based on how well we're doing for them. They're gonna do a whole custom redesign of our label. So that's pretty exciting. Anyways, nice. let's move on to the uh, major topic for the week. All right, ladies and gents, it is Nintendo time. We are going to bring you a three-part mini-series, if you will, of uh, the history of Nintendo and everything we love about it. So let's just dive right in. All right, so before we get into kind of the history of Nintendo, let's talk about the history of us with Nintendo. So, what is your first memory of playing a Nintendo game there, Swift? Uh, it'd have to be the Game Boy back in the day. Nice. Um, but though those memories are are fairly short and you know Pokemon driven. Game. The only... <laughs> yeah, definitely Pokemon driven. Yeah. I mean, so well, Game Boy Advance. Sorry. I should have been more specific. Game Boy Advance is your first video game or Nintendo memory? Yes. Because I didn't have a Super Nintendo or an NES. Wow. That's weird. So it was, it was Game Boy. And then I didn't really have too much to say about those because I was too young. And then, dude, the Nintendo, Nintendo 64 is my, my first like true immersion into Nintendo. Nice. Oh, yeah. Lucky dog. How about you, Pickle Matt? What do you remember back in the day? My first Nintendo memory would be the NES. 
Um, and then we had the light gun with Duck Hunt. And I remember playing the standard Mario game, Duck Hunt. And then we played a lot of the, uh, it was an Olympics game, I think, I, if I remember uh, right. Yeah. 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 They even had like a little running pad that you could step on the buttons and do the sprinting. Yeah. We did not have the running pad, but. It was the, the original Wii yeah, workout it was. vibe. Yeah. Dude, Nintendo has always done like cool stuff like that. Yeah, their peripherals of they've never been afraid to make a weird peripheral. Yeah. Nice. Virtual boy. I remember the moment that my dad showed me on the original Super Mario Brothers uh game how to hop on a shell infinitely to where it would keep giving you extra lives. And it once it got to above 99 lives it didn't have like the ability to make the digits higher than two digits so it started just doing these wacky random symbols and he would just get infinite amount of lives and it was he would let it just sit there for like two hours and then have as many lives as he wanted in the game i I remember watching him show me how to do that like it was a thing that he taught me yeah i have no recollection of any of that Teach me how to do that, please. So when I go back and play, because I I literally have a uh, Super Nintendo NES and a Nintendo sixty four sitting in my closet, waiting for my gaming cove to be set up. Oh, I'll teach you the ways. I'll show you. Yes, sir. How to game. All right, guys. Well, Nintendo is probably, I would guess, most people would agree that Nintendo has been the most influential gaming company in the realm of video games would you guys step out on that limb oh yeah cool so now let's go back in time and uh, figure out how that all happened so all the way back in 1889 nintendo is founded by fuzajiro yamauchi in kyoto japan and uh as far as they can tell by the translation it means something to the effect of leave luck to heaven and what they made back then was uh these things called hanafuda which are basically playing cards that we're showing you here but that's how nintendo started was uh they just made cards that's crazy to think 18 what 1889 it was like a wild west film in america at that time right now we're talking not far from the civil war like it's un unbelievable i i had no idea that nintendo was actually a company back then so wild yeah like we're talking just barely out of like last samurai stuff going on in in japan with with the western influences and things like that yeah uh, so yeah, it's pretty crazy. 1889, not a whole lot happens over that amount of time. They just keep making playing cards, but uh, they kind of slowly learn uh, how to perfect that craft. And they actually become the first company in Japan to start making playing cards with plastic rather than paper products. Uh, so there's a, there's a fun fact for you. In 1953, they make their first plastic uh, playing cards. Cool. In 1956, the current president, he traveled over to the U.S. for to check out the U.S. playing card company, which was the largest in the U.S. at the time and uh, definitely feeding the Las Vegas uh, boom and of gambling and all that stuff. But uh, he realizes at the time that even in America, the U.S. playing card company was a small little business based out of a small little building. And he realized that uh, playing cards had major limitations and their company was never going to grow so that was probably a big a big time in the company where they realized they're going to have to step outside so they start experimenting with all kinds of stuff and in the 60s they made everything from instant rice to vacuum cleaners to uh, all, all sorts <laughs> okay. of other stuff to include toys uh but can you imagine i want to get my hands on some nintendo instant rice <laughs> yeah that stuff's well, so yeah. worth a pretty penny now yeah <laughs> Fuck Uncle Ben's. I'm trying to get some Nintendo Instant Rice. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, cool. So that happens in the 60s, and uh, they also start making toys and electronic novelties like light guns. So they actually invented that technology for the light gun, their uh, stab, that they used later on at, on the NES, like way back in the 60s, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, it's interesting to read about that technology. It does not work the way you think it would. No. It's, it's, it's actually super interesting how they got all that stuff to work. Uh, but in 1972, we're going to get our first involvement in any sort of video games with Nintendo. Uh, they ink a deal with Magnavox, which I don't even think that company exists anymore, uh, to make those light guns for a shooting gallery game uh, on their first commercially available console called the Odyssey, which you can still find here and there uh, at thrift stores and whatnot. But uh, yeah, so the first thing they really made for video games was the light gun, which is kind of a cool... Uh, a little fun fact yeah yeah that's that's so wild to me in 72 they're making right. a light gun 1972 yeah uh cool three years later nintendo earns the rights to start distributing the odyssey in japan through uh a deal with magnavox and they released their first ever arcade game which was called evr race uh but yeah so that's that's kind of uh how Mid to late 70s, Nintendo starts moving in the direction of video games, and shortly thereafter, they're never going to look back. Uh, so what is your... What, what Nintendo games do you remember playing in arcades? Do you, you ever remember uh, the big one? Mm, I don't know. You remember... Yeah. Where did Mario first appear? Well, yeah, Jumpman, but I don't remember playing it or anything oh okay cool well donkey yeah. kong comes out uh in 1977 oh man i'm way behind on my uh my pictures here but uh, in 1977 nintendo releases the color tv game 6 and 15 in partnership with mishibishi there it is right there that's the thing that you would plug into your tv the number standard f stood for how there many it is how many games were on there so it came with six or 15 depending on how much scratch you had uh, but there it is, the Color Game TV Six. That looks Dude. so seventies too. It's I love it, that. Yeah, it's it's also so wild because these this is when people are doing things on computers that took up rooms, right? Yeah, you know, <laughs> punch right. punch card rooms to try to do anything on a computer. You had to be a millionaire to have like a hundred megabytes of data. Yeah. Yeah, I actually found college. a a little uh, when they were making toys before video games. They had invented this little sound machine that would play music based on punch cards. Like you literally would buy the punch cards and put them in, and it would play a different little eight bit song. Beep, 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 beep. I'm like, oh my <laughs> god! Can you imagine? It's like, so crazy. This is what like I I know my mom wasn't in college in '77, but. She was a computer science major, and this is where she lived in the computer rooms doing punch cards much later on than 77, and yet we have video games from Nintendo already. That's insane. Love that. Yeah. Cool. In the 1980s, Nintendo creates its first famous arcade game titles, including Donkey Kong, which was made by the man, the myth, the legend, Jigeru Miyamoto, who currently is still in charge of uh, Nintendo's production of Nintendo titles like Mario and uh, Zelda. But this man would basically go on to make the big-time titles later on, which we'll talk to in another episode uh, on the NES that would basically make Nintendo what it is today. But, uh, But... They did ha start having their arcade games ported to uh, Atari and other home consoles that were coming out at the time. Through, uh, they would call them third-party titles. So Donkey Kong did get ported over to Atari and other consoles. But in 1980 through 1991, uh, Nintendo is going to start experimenting with handheld gaming on the Nintendo Game & Watch. Did you guys ever have one of these? I never nope. did. Yeah, they uh, they remade it later in the '90s, and then I think they just recently came out with some like throwback ones that you could play. Yeah, but, yeah, you could just play these little LCD screen games on your little watch, and uh, 
It was kind of Nintendo's first commercially successful video game unit, which sold 43.4 million units worldwide. It's first major overall success in the video game market, selling its own products, which is kind of cool. It was also kind of a proof of concept for the Game Boy that they would later on go to uh, to produce. They Yeah, they just restarted, or I don't know, I think they did a major re-release of these, but they're they're for sale now, and they're actually kind of expensive. They are, yeah, they're, which is kind yeah. of crazy. Of course they yeah. are. It's like it's like buying uh, sixty four these days. Yeah, like nostalgia. Bucks. You're paying for that nostalgia. Yeah. yeah. Well, nice. Well, our final note of the day for this segment of Nintendo's uh, history was in 1985. Nintendo officially leaves the arcade market and shifts its focus the home console market so that we kind of wanted to cover all the non-console gaming stuff the history of nintendo before we got into the nitty-gritty so this will be a relatively uh short episode but uh yeah it's kind of hard to believe but you think about donkey kong in the arcades but by 1985 they were already shutting down all of their arcade business uh across the world which is insane well i would say if you haven't seen tetris yeah uh, I would watch it because it kind of describes the transition, you know, to the handheld and getting out of the arcade market, which is super crazy. I mean, the story is super interesting, obviously, especially that's a true story. But uh, it's it's uh, kind of just shows how far ahead of everyone else that they were at the time. Yeah, if if you're looking for something to give your uh, this journey. It- to segue into our next episode, just go watch Atari right after this because it's a really good movie, number one. And number two, it kind of it covers... Of Atari or that. Tetris? It's Tetris. Tetris. Yeah. Uh, cool, cool. Well, there you have it, folks. Anything else to bring up for the early history of a Nintendo there, boys? Nah. Nintendo's oh, awesome. It is. Yep. We love Still it. Still is. That's why we are Dude, paying. and paying the proper respects with more than one episode. What I love about them is they've never left their toy and card game history and making wacky accessories. Like they just, they don't care about 4k gaming. They care about just pure fun, which is, you can obviously tell. I love Nintendo. For sure. I also really love how they pay like homage to their history a lot. So like game and watch is in smash brothers. You'll find some of these cars. You'll, they'll show up in WarioWare games. Like, they honor the history of their company too, which is pretty cool. And yeah, that might be part of the Japanese just cultural thing too. Yeah. I feel I feel like it's part of the Hey Craig hey, with the Craig. Hey Craigers. Nine month streak. What a hero. Um, I feel like it's kind of, it's part of not only Nintendo, but it, it reminds me of like Pixar. When you watch a movie and each movie has like an Easter egg for the next movie. Next right. movie, yeah, next or like movie, Marvel. next movie, yeah, or Marvel, right? Where you yeah. just kind of you get drops of like wisdom that you didn't really know that you needed until the next movie, and you're like, wait a second, I saw that in last movie. Um, yeah, which I think is really so cool. cool. Yeah, that stuff is really cool. Yeah. Well, cool. There you have it. Next two weeks, we will bring you uh, more episode coverage of uh, Nintendo. We'll get into the NES, the Super NES, and the N64, and then we'll move on to the GameCube, the Wii, and the Wii U, and the Switch, which will be cool and fun. Yeah. All right, yes, sir. Let's move into what we played this week. All right, Pickle Matt, lead us off. Um, I played just a little bit of Tears of the Kingdom. I didn't get much into it just because I got a little bit overwhelmed with the crafting aspect of it. Okay, so I've been uh, wondering, I, where, where are you at exactly? Dude, I am like, I, I, have, I have the first skill. That's all, that's all I've done. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, you're not, so you're, I know, it's you're, pathetic. Yeah. It's not pathetic. Pathetic. The game is The game's kind of hard at the beginning. It is just, hard at the beginning. I know I'm gonna love it, and I I know I am. And it's just one of those games. I, I've talked about this so many times. It's just one of those games where I'm like, I have to mentally get into it, and I just keep feeling the pull of the easy get into a RAM for a couple games, and then just you know call it quits for the day. So until you're murky, 
Ever. Until you're like, all, all murky your whole, game. Your whole team is murky. And then, what a uh, stupid game. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think when I just have first? like... Uh, the other team, my murky sucked. He kept using. Mm. They kept using their R on the murky, the other players instead of their fort. So they they just kept uh, anyway. But so when I have a little bit of, like more mental energy and I want to like actually get into it, I will. But it might be a couple. And now now that Diablo Four comes out, I don't know, man. It might be a little bit. But I'll get into it eventually. Oh, that's all right. You'll have like a, um, a plane, a plane ride or something. One of these days, you'll have your switch with you, and you'll be like, in. That's right. and then I'll get hooked." Yeah, I know. Cool, cool. Um, but there was that and Aram. That's it. All right, Swift. What about you, man? Dude, I I literally have only played Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> I I have <laughs> sat on my couch for numerous hours with the switch either in my hands or on the dock playing on the TV Listen. with the controller. Um, I don't know. It's, it's so good. And I know we've all texted about it and like talked about it, but it like, it's so, I don't know. There's a lot of commitment. It's one of those games we talked about, I think two weeks ago, Skyrim. Right where you had to put in like hours to get to get to the good stuff. Anywhere, yeah. it's it's that. Um, but I don't know. I'm I'm really enjoying it. I beat my the first temple. I I went up northwest to the the wind temple and beat that. And what'd you think? What'd you think of the temple without uh, too much spoiler? I guess I thought it was really fun. The, the puzzles, like the lit, it's not even, it's not too complicated, right? Like there's nothing crazy about it, but the little tiny puzzles you have to do to proceed to the next part of the map are outstanding. I think they did a really, really good job. Um, I, go ahead. You don't, you don't have to craft perfectly, right? Like put things together perfectly all the time. Sometimes exactly. you do, but it's but it'll fairly be obvious. obvious when yeah. you have to. Okay. Um, but they're like honestly, all I don't the pieces, do much crafting. All the pieces Go. will be sitting there. Yeah. And like they'll next be like, where you need to, yeah. They'll be like and a they, runway for a thing to fly on, and you'll be like, okay, I need to make a flying machine. Yeah. Yeah. And they, okay. And even if, when it's not that and things are just like sitting on the side, they all have the same shapes on it. So you, you figure it out pretty quickly. Okay. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's really well done. I'm, I don't know. I'm still playing. I'm getting kind of overwhelmed because that's how I do with big video games like this. Uh, our yeah. buddy, my, our buddy Crisis, uh, who's in the Discord, texted me and said he had 105 hours in the game and hadn't beat it. That's uh, crazy. Is, it's, that's a, a lot of time into a game. I mean, but so, obviously you can, you can do a ton without having to beat the game in, in just like Correct. the wild. Yeah, and I I don't know. His quote was, he thinks it's the best Nintendo game they've ever put out just for the bang of your buck. Like, you can just do kind of whatever. I don't, I wouldn't go so far as saying it's the best Nintendo game ever, but it is. It's really good, and it's it's super fun. I'm still learning all the ins and outs of it. I just updated my inventory. I I'm trying to get new gear before I dive into any more temples, but I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, I'm in the You've same been getting boat. frustrated with the, oh, sorry, with the breaking of the weapons and stuff, inventory. Um, yeah, that pissed me off in the beginning because you don't really have many options, but once you get to a certain point, i.e. after the first kind of part, I feel like you have enough stuff to just pick up and and then you can do other things to make them yeah. better. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, there's constantly stuff lying around. I do get still get a little bit frustrated when I find a good weapon and then I have it for like five minutes and then it breaks, but that's yeah. just the, that's the game. And it, it does force me to yeah. play creatively, which is cool because I'm not very creative when I play games. I typically, just like you, find a weapon that I like and stick with it the whole time. Yeah. Uh, but... Use one move. B, yeah. B, 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 B. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I'm, like you me, and I went on the same uh, journey there, Swift. I went up to the northwest and beat the the Wind Temple. Nice. What did you think of that boss? I thought it was without cool. spoilers. I thought it was cool. A cool design. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. I'm not. I'm trying not to look at anything like online. Not see any like uh, videos or tweets or anything. I'm just kind of doing it organically. And Zelda that, does, that first boss for me was awesome. Zelda does an amazing nice. job of explaining to you what you need to do without explaining to you what you need to do when it comes to boss fights. True. Like, True. It doesn't say, hey, here's the weak spot, but it does. And it's really cool the way that you figure it out. I, I just love yeah. how they... The weak spots light up red. <laughs> it's, it's just... Okay. It's very intuitive at the same time as like creative. And I just love their design yeah. philosophy which is really cool yeah they turn things into an experience uh more so than like a big challenge right exactly it's cool yeah uh, so that's all i played this week but it, i had a great time every time i because i was on nights this week so i would we would wake up at like 6 a.m because it's arizona and the sun doesn't care what about your sleep schedule <laughs> so I would wake up and Shannon would go to work and I would just sit on the couch and she just, every time, every morning, she's just like, you just playing Zelda again? I'm like, yep. Six in the morning. What's up? Sure am. Questions? Yep. I got to go work in seven hours. So, (laughs) so here's my biggest beef with the game. It's one of those games where you could sit down and have a two hour session and not accomplish a damn thing. And do nothing. True. (laughs) Yeah. That is valid. You, but at the same time, that's kind of fun because I've, I've gotten a little tired of the constant, like, I got to progress. I got to I gotta rank up. I got to do this. Like, sometimes it's more about exploring and experiencing rather than... That's why I loved Super Mario Odyssey so much because it was like I found a moon and it was just fun to find it because it was creatively placed somewhere. Uh, so this, yep. this this game falls into the same on a boat but i am finding myself a little bit in the same boat as you you are with feeling overwhelmed and so when i when that happens i just kind of try to focus on one either side quest or main quest and so right now i'm doing the one where i'm searching for uh zelda and trying to find her dude and so i'll say yep i will second all that one of my biggest qualms is in other games i feel like when you do a side quest you earn something but in this game sometimes when you do a side quest dude i did three side quests yesterday i got nothing for it and the people yeah, will like say, an thank apple thank you they're, they're just like thanks yeah. bye and it's just like what why did i just what? do that <laughs> yep toss a coin to your witcher yeah yeah come on man so i i kind of find that uh frustrating but Overall, cool. enjoying it. Yep, that's uh, about all I played. The only other game I played was MLB The Show. I played Diablo 4 for like five minutes right before we started this podcast. But uh, I dominated my son with the Phillies. And then later on watched him play a two-player, a two-controller baseball game where he controlled both teams. And he allowed the Rangers to win 88 to nothing by... Just not throwing the ball. So there you have it. The best okay. way to play baseball. Well, yeah, that's, right. that's, that's cool. I asked him, how long did it take you to run up the score this high? How long have you been playing this? Because he's, <laughs> he's on summer now, so he, he wasn't at daycare or anything this week. Oh, Anyways. my God. All right, that is it. That is what we played this week, and that'll about round out the show. Join us next week for uh, the continuation of our three-part series of Nintendo coverage, and uh, we'd love to have you guys join us in the chat again. Thanks for joining us, Craig, and all you other uh, awesome supporters in the chat. And if you're listening abroad, thanks for continuing to listen to One More Game Podcast. We'll continue to bring you uh, video game news, reviews, highlights, all that kind of stuff. As long as you guys want us to keep doing it. Before we go, we'll go around the room and see if uh, these guys got anything before we leave. Swift? Um, dude, I'm actually... So, 
Shannon's doing a podcast with work. Oh, nice. So I'm moving out of the upstairs soon because we're repainting her office and we're setting up essentially a podcast studio, which is going to be awesome. Nice. Whoa. Yeah. You have to rent it. I'm, I might start charging people, um, but <laughs> it's going to be great. And I'm super excited about that. Also apologies to um, you guys first and foremost, but also everybody else. I will not be here next week because I will be uh, very drunk at the Nellis club. <laughs> uh, at patch night so i will not be partaking next week godspeed swift uh we hope you enjoy your time there and uh yeah. i miss i miss going to that little friendly locale but uh super we'll, friendly yeah, yeah we'll have you join us next week and uh or the week after and pickle matt what do you got anything uh no i'll be doing the same old same old trying to get my bathroom repaired and uh, taking care of a three-nature and a infant. So there nice. you go. Cheers, mate. I'll leave you guys with one uh, final suggestion. If you're playing Tears of the Kingdom uh, and it starts to rain, make sure you take off all those metal items because getting oh, st- dude. struck by lightning sucks. Yep. I was so stoked on the game and I got struck and I was dead. I was like, yeah. Game over. I love that it's game over every time too. Yeah, like you're sorry, out of sorry. out of game, quarters. Game is out of. You're just oh, nice. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us again tonight. Once again, you can reach out to us at OMG underscore podcast GG on Twitter and Instagram. Send us a picture of your streaming slash nerd setup for uh, for good reasons here in the future. You can find us uh, streaming from time to time at twitch.tv slash the stroke swift me die and I'm pickle matt. Find our other episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or omgpodcast.podbean.com or anywhere else you find podcasts. And with one final thought, I'll leave you before we get out of here. Just because you have to grow up doesn't mean you have to stop gaming. Game on, gamers, and we'll see you on the next episode of One More Game. Boys, see you. See ya. See ya. You've been listening to the One More Game Podcast. Designed for adults who play video games. Adults who play video games who constantly get nagged about it. Nag, nag, nag. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Find the One More Game podcast where you get your podcasts. Hit us up on Instagram at OMGPodcastGG and on Twitter at OMG underscore PodcastGG. Until next time, they'll keep nagging and we'll keep playing. See you next time on the One More Game Podcast.